recording. So, welcome to Christchurch Winchester Students Podcast with me, Jack. <laughs> me, Louise. And me, Michael. Louise thought she'd open with a little song. I didn't know it had started recording. <laughs> <laughs> that was really mean. Um, cool. Anyway, welcome to our podcast. Um, this is a new series we're going to do where we discuss what's happened at life on a Tuesday. Jack, what is life? Um, what is life? <laughs> it suddenly got really <laughs> deep. Um, life is basically our, our meeting on a Tuesday night. So we meet as a student and young adult group on Tuesday nights. Uh, we worship together, we hear a talk. And after that, we will discuss what we chatted about mm. for anybody who couldn't be there or just to kind of expand on some of the issues. Yeah. And to say how we've been getting on with what we were told yeah, about yeah, life. Exactly, yeah. um, this term at life we're going to do about culture. Um, Michael, can you just talk a bit about why we've chosen that? Um, basically, we are looking at different aspects of culture um, and how that impacts us in our lives. Um, we're looking at the lies that culture can feed us and tell us and the truths of the gospel, the truth of what the Bible says that um, we should have, we should live in culture, basically. I'm yeah. excited. It's really cool. I think the impact that we can have on all the different people we interact with, um, if we're a bit different to them because of the truth we know through Jesus, I think that's so exciting. Mm. It makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, so last night, last night we looked at busyness and um, Louise talked about what that was. So obviously I wasn't there <laughs> as per. Um, so really simply, could you describe what the talk was about? Um, what you taught us? What we should have learned, basically? Yeah, Actually, cool. fun game. Do your whole <laughs> talk in five words. Okay, here we are. Stillness, intentional, priorities, um... Saying no. Oh, very good. So it was all about um, how to conquer busyness in our lives. There's this culture where we have to be busy all the time. And if we're not, we pretend we are. Mm. Um, so to counter that, and I think what Jesus does to counter that is um, encourages us to be still, um, to have intent, um, to be intentional with our time and then to prioritize and then say no to certain things. Amazing. Yeah, I thought the having intent stuff was really interesting. Um, because the stillness stuff I think we take as a bit of a given mm. like not that we actually do it but we kind of yeah, know we, we know, know that we still know that mm. I'm God but I have intense stuff like even this morning I was reading my bible and then I get a text from work and so I answer that text mm. Beth Goddard um, <laughs> shout, go, out. shout out um, but then but like things just distract you and you get and I, was, yeah. I literally got back to reading my bible and I was like dang it yeah <laughs> Louise is gonna be so annoyed with me because actually I so rarely do one thing at one time yeah I basically, Michael, I was talking about um, to be intentional with your time. If you, there's rarely a time when we're not doing two things at once. So we're trying to do our work, um, but we're also kind of resting because we're on our phone as well. Mm. Um, and then we don't really do either because we're in this in-between stage. Whereas actually, if you're doing work, work. Um, if you're resting, rest. And if you're spending time with Jesus, spend time with Jesus. I don't know how you get along doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tough. I saw this, I, can't, I don't know the statistic, but the percentage of people who um when they're watching tv are also scrolling mm. on their phones at the same <laughs> yeah. time so we can't even relax properly because yeah. we're trying to watch tv but actually that's my phone is also interesting mm. um the guy i live with will always walk in and go oh see three screens jack is out again because <laughs> i'll, so often, true, I'll yeah. often be watching someone on telly i'll have like a game on my computer but i'll also be scrolling on my phone mm. or something mm. and it's just like of course, yeah. of course we're not productive. Of course nothing's yeah. going to happen. And of course we're not going to be able to slow down enough to spend time with Jesus. Yeah. Because we've got all this crap surrounding us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not really multitasking as you would think. We think, oh, we're going to be so productive. <laughs> we're actually like, dive, like getting worse, less productive because we're yeah. trying to do so many things at once. Yeah, we're doing 30% yeah. of three things 
rather yeah. than a hundred percent of one thing. Yeah. And so it's going to just take three times as long. I just think yeah, things will take less time, and you will have more time if the things you do are with intent. Mm. Um, but that's a challenge to actually sit down and know that you're going to spend the next whatever amount of time with Jesus and not talk to someone else or go on your phone or watch TV or um, even do the washing up instead of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so how do we do that then? So, I mean, all, all of your points, the kind of idea of being still and prioritising and having intent kind of mesh into the idea that we need to be intentional with our time and prioritise individual things. And part of that is being mm. still. Yeah. Um, so how, how is the best way to do that when we're really busy, when we've got, yeah. we've, we've, we're new in a, in a job, have, having mm. just graduated from uni, whether we've got loads of assignments or whether we've just got loads of time because we're in first year um, <laughs> and, and actually we have got lots of time but we don't know how to use it. What's the best way to prioritise being still? That's really hard. Weirdly, I was at this Hope Weaver's retreat, which was like a silent retreat um, yesterday and there was a intentional space of an hour and a half of silence mm. and you could do what you wanted there was like creative stuff but there was also reading or walking in the garden and i did i wasn't really expecting it but how we started was doing a prayer routine so it was something we we read out bits of the bible and their own little morning prayer and straight after that it was your hour of silence and then you closed it by doing an afternoon prayer so it's a similar routine um, that you go through and you say together. So obviously you can do this in your by yourself. But having an intentional... Okay, in this space, I'm going to enter God's presence with, through prayer or whatever. Some wor- like, stick on a worship song. Have you, the, your intentional time. It doesn't have to be an hour and a half. It could be 30 mm. minutes. Mm. But I think the best way is having an opening and a closing yeah. to yeah, like what you're doing. Instead of rushing into it and be like, okay, let me read the Bible. Or let me pray and then you're just distracted by other things. Or try and do both. Often I'll, I'll yeah. read a scripture that says, I remember reading somewhere that it's really helpful to pray through scripture, but then actually I'm doing two things mm. at once. I'm, read, I'm reading the Bible and then trying to pray through it at the same time and actually I'm probably not doing yeah. either. Mm. I think it's hard though if you truly are super, super busy. Um, I think it's that last point about prioritising. Like There's this thing you often see on um, Facebook or Twitter that's like, you have the same amount of hours in your day as Beyonce. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically Queen Bee. It's so true though. Like we all have 24 hours. Yeah. Um, have the same amount of hours in my day as John Mark Comer. Yeah. Oh my and he, goodness. And he rests all the time. <laughs> He's in shopping lines all day. <laughs> so we have these 24 hours. Um, and sometimes we are busy for lots of them. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's sacrifices. Maybe it's saying no. Maybe it is actually waking up earlier to spend 20 minutes, half an hour with Jesus, mm-hmm. which sucks sometimes, but... Sucks to wake up rather than spend time with sucks Jesus. Sucks to wake up. <laughs> Gosh, I hate waking up, but I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think some of, it, some of it is sacrifice, do you mm-hmm. think? Yeah, and I think, I think there are ways we can do it. So I remember, um, I, remember so I, went to, I was on the same course as Michael last year, so I went to Hope Weavers last year. Um, and having set time is really helpful. Mm. And the other thing I remember doing after um, the same course goes off to Teze, which is this community um, out in France, which is a lot of kind of chanting in German and then some silence. <laughs> Michael's going to love it. Jack loves it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm so resisting the urge right now. And then <laughs> um, chanting again or chanting again if you're from the South. But what I did when I came home actually was I found it really helpful to have a period of silence where I didn't control how long it was. Mm. So if I say I'm going to be still now, Naturally, I'm then still like with my hands out, thinking, I'm yeah. so still right now. I am <laughs> I am the best at stillness 
I am done now. And like, we, we do like 30 seconds and we think it's great. And actually, if you, I just dug around Spotify to find like a five minute silent mm. track. And so I put a worship, I cued it, a worship song, you know, five minute silence and then a worship song. The key for that is not to put like a live on after that. So you like same like five minutes of silence. And then, you want like a really like nice, gentle worship song in. But I found that really helpful. And I've not done that in a while. And mm. maybe I should do that. That's really cool. Because then you're, you're, you're kind of, you've made the decision. Mm. but you're not your brain can't go oh you've had enough yeah i want to go and watch telly because it's easy to do the silence when we're together when we're at life and we all mm. stand and we're silent and still together but like you say when it's your yourself and you're just in your own head you can switch off easily even if you're still silent you're probably thinking about something else yeah um but to be a bit more intentional. um intentional and for those people who aren't as busy mm. um like if you're going for christmas and you don't have a disc to write and you've yeah. got nothing to do i had i struggle with this and i'm working so i go home and i've got nothing to do um that can i think sometimes be harder because you've got no excuse to spend time with god and be <laughs> yeah. still but you somehow make you don't do it you, you make excuses yeah. you've got your phone you've got you can go do whatever things become um, more important and they're not as important and you know it yeah. and you feel guilty for doing it so Building in a routine when you're really busy will help you carry on when you're not so busy. Yeah, you won't oh, fall yeah. out of routine. Yeah, that's really good. And I think, and I think I completely agree because I would often, I often joke with people that I am my best when I've got a full calendar because I have to do this job mm-hmm. here. So when people used to say to me when I was at uni, "How how are you fitting in like serving in the youth group and doing this thing? How are you fitting in serving at Alpha or doing this?" And I said, "Well, I know I have to go to that, and so of course I'm going to have to do my work." before that mm-hmm. when you've got a whole evening so you put off put off put off and yeah then, and it's this um, half-hearted kind yeah, of exactly. thing again and so in some ways maybe putting some things into your calendar might help structure yeah. if you feel like you've got you've got nothing to do maybe actually coming and helping with a with a group at church or finding a society to be to join and be a community mm. will will kick your head into gear and go actually i can't do that tomorrow mm-hmm. night because i've got something mm. on so i'm gonna have to do my rest and do my do my work and mm. maybe spend some time with Jesus now rather than just faff about and yeah. pretend you're making pasta for three hours. Yeah, and think you've done some work, but you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also talked on Tuesday about how um, busyness pushes out time for other stuff. So it pushes out time for um, God, which we know, and it pushes out time for ourselves, um, but it also pushes out time for each other. And, um, like, t- people take time, people make us a little bit busier but actually we need that time to spend with others yeah. um but being present in that moment i think is so important as well so what would you say if people feel too busy to even hang out with their flatmates or hang out with the people on their course oh, so that's tricky isn't it mm. because you think that but it's what i said before you think that adding a new thing mm. will make things worse especially when you say you need to say no to things yeah but actually I mean, this is maybe cutting into some of the stuff I'm going to talk about next week. Mm. Um, you need to prioritise people. Yeah. You know, if you can't make time for people, you're just going to isolate yourself. Mm. Uh, and I think getting on with those people and putting time into those relationships and not just doing kind of what we do with our phones and our screens and Jesus and mm. kind of go, oh, well, I've seen all of my friends at once. There we go. I've, I've invested in all of them at yeah. once. That's actually not always true is it mm-hmm. you know spending time together as a group is great but actually you know we need to invest with people one-on-one we need to spend time with people we need to get to know people i think when you're looking at topics of mental health and 
issues surrounding how to get out of that and how to really cope with struggles that you deal with mm. spending time with people might feel hard and might feel taxing but it's probably the best thing for you yeah. because when you're in your bubble um and you're really finding things hard and you're really struggling isolating yourself makes it worse makes it really tough um and you're in this cycle of constantly worrying um constantly overthinking um and you never you can't communicate things that you're feeling inside so i think it is prioritizing people and prioritizing um communicating your your everything that you need to communicate before you you run yourself like mad you go crazy i think i think it makes busyness horrible when you go to work or go to uni they come home then you do some work and they don't see anyone Mm. um you have two extremes almost yeah you have like high intensity kind of extrovert bliss and you are seeing loads of people and you're doing lots of work or you're using Instagram filters in the lecture mm. and then you <laughs> shout out catching Rebecca and then <laughs> you go home and you've kind of got this this space yeah. and the same with, with your working like I agree actually Michael I think I'm I'm much worse for it now that I'm working and mm. now I've got a full day of being with people and I mm. go home and I'm like oh I could actually just lounge about and do nothing yeah. rather than spend time with Jesus it's interesting the biggest um one of the biggest contributors to mental health issues apparently in students is lack of communal spaces mm-hmm. in wow. student houses. And I can see that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because the kitchen is the only place, and that's yeah. a place of work, not a place of rest. And I can see that when um, you guys come to Hive, and it's just a space for you to hang out. Like mm. you like you just said, you don't have that at uni, and some of your houses don't even have... Hey, Cyber Italian only, now has got a swing in it. Yeah, only one person <sighs> at a time. Oh, there's two, there's two swings. <gasps> I know. I, I only thought there was one. I was sad the other day because I walked through and there was one in one of the swings. Somebody else, sit, the, the other swing was free, but somebody was sitting in the seat opposite the swing. You couldn't sit there. That's, that's, no. that's a bit um, it's devastating. But it is sad, yeah. Some student houses don't even have a lounge. Like, I think mm. that's so sad. And you don't want to hang out in your kitchen all the time because bedroom, it doesn't smell weird. nice. You don't want to hang out in your bedroom because it's tiny and on your bed. Mm. Like, And there's, there's a time for spaces and you go into a space with a mindset of what you're doing there. So you go into a kitchen to cook or to make a cup of tea. And then we're talking about this uh, multitasking. It's, I When I would go into my kitchen, I went in there to make my tea or make my dinner. I didn't go in there to talk to people, <laughs> which sounds bad, but I felt like yeah. it was a half-hearted conversation. But if there's a communal space, um, sorry, if, there's a, if there is a lounge that you can like, really just chat to someone and that's that's the whole point is to you're chat. making yourself available aren't you you're saying yeah. i am in this space because i am resting yeah come and rest i guess it means you have to find your own communal space yeah. um you have to hunt those out and like mm. we love to provide that at hive but oh, that's, that's only one day yeah. yeah um i guess it's going out with people going on walks with people going to the coffee shops i don't know but it's interesting because like Mark and Charlie um, in our student group have said that Wednesday is their Sabbath day. They're going to come to Hive and they're going to use that as, as somewhere they can rest. And that doesn't necessarily have to be at Hive. But you and a group of friends can agree, actually, yeah. we've not got anything on on a Tuesday morning. We've not got anything on on a Thursday afternoon. Let's intentionally use that space to rest and to be still. And maybe it's a Jesus thing and maybe you're going to read your Bible together. But actually, it might just be that you hang out yeah. and you actually enjoy spending time with people. Mm. Uh, because then, of course, you're the rest of your time will feel nicer because yeah. you know you have people to report you and you know that actually every Tuesday morning you're going to be with your mates yeah. and so let's do some stuff now. Mm. And I wonder how much we're hanging out with people but or at least we think we are but we're going to church with them, we're going to life with them, mm. we're going to see you with them, we're going to lectures with them. That's You're not hanging out, you're doing mm. something. Um, 
Or even Whereas, going to Hive and yeah, working and working. That's yeah. not the same. That's not the same as let's just be with each other. Let's just hang out and chat and mm. relax. And also see where God's going to be working in that as well. Because yeah. it's really nice to hang out with friends. But we forget that God's there too. Yeah. And God can bring about conversations and bring about things that you need to get off your chest. All that kind yeah. of stuff. And it's really good that he's there. Well, the, <laughs> so. the things that don't come out when you meet up with someone to walk to something... And then sit and listen yeah. to one of us talk. Like that's, I don't think that's hanging out. Mm. <laughs> well, actually, it's interesting you say that about using that time. I used to be really good at giving those times to Jesus. Mm. Uh, so I'd go, oh, I've got a 20 minute walk to uni. There you go, Jesus. Mm. I'll listen to my worship music or I'll listen to a podcast and I'll pray on the way to uni, which is a great thing. And actually, I don't think that's a bad thing. And I will still often listen to worship music on the way to work. But if that's all, we, if that's all we're willing to sacrifice yeah. is that time when we're already doing something... Like that's exactly the same as the having tent mm. stuff, isn't it? That's, that's, yeah. I remember George saying, um, it's like chewing the chicken off a bone and then throwing the bone to Jesus. Yeah, wow. It's like that's saying, cool. I'll, I'll have all the meat. This is like, I've got an <laughs> afternoon here and I'll take yeah. that. But actually, I've got these leftover bits. So I've got this commute into work. Or I've got this, mm. you know, this time when I should be doing this. Or, mm. And we give that to Jesus and we yeah. think, yes, I've done my Jesus time. That's so weird. Yeah, I talked about that on Tuesday actually a bit that, there are these in-between times when you're in a waiting room or in a queue and they are really great to talk to God and to um, like ask him what he's saying. But actually, that's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's not enough. Yeah, it goes back to what we're saying about having an intentional time, an intentional yeah. space. It's intentional because it's, inten- like it's, it's really there and you're making space for God to work. If you're doing it, yeah, I, yeah going on walks uh, to, from a place to a place, that's a great amount of time, I guess. But your mind's still in, I'm going to this place. It's or at not, least yours this is. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michael yeah, likes yeah. timings. Yeah. But your mind could be, okay, I'm going to a lecture. Yeah. Um, but yeah. if you're sitting in your room in a space, and it, that's, you're not going anywhere. You're just mm. sitting there yeah. to talk to God. Yeah. And that's so much more powerful. Mm. I have found it challenging, though, for probably my whole life to build in those times. Um, and it's still a battle, really. Mm. Um, I just... I really hate mornings, um, and that's the time when I suppose we're people are most likely to spend time with God. And I do try, but lots of the times it's not in the mornings. I don't know about you guys. Mm. I, I think we go through seasons with all mm. of this stuff, and I think we'll talk a little bit more about it later in the semester when we look at habits. Yeah. Um, just after half term, I think we're looking at habits and how we build in those rhythms of prayer mm. and reading a Bible and how we intentionally form ourselves. Um, but I think we go through seasons. So there was yeah. a season. So last last year in Lent, I did some of the kind of patterns that we did at Hope Weavers. So a morning prayer and an evening prayer. I had a little card in my Bible. And I'd do this prayer that, we'd, that I would say. I'd read my Bible. I'd then pray. And then I would finish off the prayer. And then that would be my day. And then at the end of the day, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> and then Louise would cough off, off <laughs> microphone. Trying, I was I'm off trying camera. to get away from the mic. <laughs> I was going to say off camera, but it doesn't work because it's on microphone. But that worked really well for a season and yeah. mm-hmm. stopped. And then, and by the way, the year worked for me last year. And then, and then it was a little bit on and off. Mm. I think we go through seasons with all of these things. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we need to get bogged down by the fact that it's not working anymore. Yeah, exactly. So a season's yeah. great. Don't then, when you're not having that, find something new. Don't be like, oh, I'm really sad about that. I failed this now. I'm yeah. not doing it it's anymore. Not now I'm not going like to do anything. That. I can't believe that I'm not writing three pages in my journals like I did when I was doing sixth form. Like, yeah. I, think, I feel like we all have expectations yeah, on ourselves. Yeah. And, there was, and there's always a bit of a grass is always greener. There was a time once when I mm. could 
you know, there was a time when I would write a page in my journal every day mm. before I got out of bed. And there was a time in my day where I would do, you know, Celtic morning prayer. How great does that sound? Well, yeah. it was really good then, but it doesn't work at the moment. Mm. So actually, whatever connects you to Jesus now is good. Yeah. And whatever we can find time for and intentionally block that time in for is good. Mm. And I think a lot of us and definitely the students and the people that work um, have weird times that we're busy. Um, so we work a lot of evenings. You might go to um, our student group on a Tuesday night or see you on a Monday night. You're busy at strange times. Whereas I think, yeah, now I've got used to the fact that as long as I'm spending time with Jesus every day, it doesn't matter that it's always in the morning or always before yeah. I go to bed. Actually, as long as that time is in there, that's okay. And the other thing I think is really important is sleep. Yeah. I remember, I remember mm. chatting to a friend at home who's so obsessed with productivity. He's amazing. <laughs> um, and he said that when he was at uni, he just had to make sure he went to sleep at the same time and woke up at the same time. Yeah. Even if he didn't have a 9am lecture. And I would like to just disclaimer, I n- could never do it. Mm. I was so bad at it. You know, This morning I came in a little bit late because I have to be at work a little bit late. And of course I had a bit of a line. <laughs> but actually making sure we have enough sleep is yeah. so important. Mm. And it starts with a routine of people might have a morning routine where they talk to Jesus but having an evening routine could help you get into that spot of okay now it's bedtime and to sleep yeah and I, I get my hours that I need yeah sometimes um like when I was younger I would always pray before bed um and then I left home and then didn't do that so much I'd pray like earlier in the day but I missed that time and then um, I realise I can't sleep for ages and I think, I wonder if I've talked to God just before bed. Oh, I haven't. Then I do. And actually that puts you in that space mm. of rest. Mm. There's also because bedtime changes when you... So it's mm. stupid calling it My bedtime. bedtime. <laughs> My bedtime changes. But, but actually, you go to bed at different times when you're at uni. Yeah. You know, Wednesday night, you're bed at 3am, aren't you, if you're yeah. uni? But then when you're working, I, I mean, I find it, I found it much easier when I was on placement, yeah. um, you know, in a school every day. Because I knew what time I was having to wake up. I knew what time I'd get home. And there was a routine there. And so I'd go to bed at a certain time. I'd wake up at a certain time. My, my Jesus time would be there. And then I'd get back. And, and there would be a little bit more routine. But yeah. as I said when I... I can't remember which talk I did last term. Uh, actually, I think it might have been both of them. I said, we often say, I'll be able to do this when. Mm. I'll be able to Sabbath when I have routine. <laughs> I'll be able to I'll give money when I have a stable income. Yeah. And I think if we can't be still and if we can't have intentional and prioritised time with Jesus while we've got hectic lives where we might be working overtime or we might be at uni three nights a week actually are we ever going to do it yeah that's so true and it it is we're constantly looking forward or I know I was like when I'm not on placement anymore that's when I'm going to spend so much more time with Jesus yeah um what is it your situation isn't that doesn't that shouldn't define what time you're spending yeah. like you have more time and you're more available but that time should be built into your busyness mm-hmm. um which is tough but necessary i think cool so what can we do practically then <clears throat> this week to implement some of this stuff um practically this is a interesting one i've actually just got an app um and it's called habit Ooh. And um, Jack will love this. Michael maybe won't care for oh, it. So this, this is what I do in my bullet so journal. Yeah, so Jack is creative, so we'll do it in a bullet journal. I'm not, so I've got an app. But I, um, you can input your different habits. So I've got like um, not watching YouTube before bed, um, not spending gym, um, reading my book, stuff like that, reading the Bible. Um, and you can just tick off when you've done it. And 
I think that works for me because I want to get those ticks, you know? Um, well, we live in a culture... I mean, if anything, this kind of system is using the culture for the kingdom. Yeah. It's saying, actually, we are the culture that loved your Snapchat streak. Mm. And, we, and we almost couldn't deal with the idea that we wouldn't have our Snapchat streak. And so getting a tick every day... I just put a new one on. She, she just ticked that she went to the gym. Was yesterday. yesterday. That was well yesterday, yeah. You, <laughs> I did the first week of Couch to 5K. That's very good. See, that's also another goal. Setting goals is... It's, yeah, it's all about goals. Like you say, yeah. it's... We want to achieve stuff, mm-hmm. so let's make ourselves. But that might not work for other people if you're not so goal-orientated. Yeah. I mean, it's basically a, a sophisticated sticker chart for a kid, isn't it? It's saying, I want, I want to yeah, do my chores sure. every day. You get a sticker when you do it. But actually, I found... And again, I'll talk about when we talk about habits. If you just, if you just have a... a you know, an app on your phone that says spend 10 minutes with Jesus every day mm. and you can tick it. You then know when it doesn't happen and then you can think, why didn't that happen? Oh, is it, does it not happen every Wednesday because I have this lecture at this time? Yeah, Does it happen every, and you can almost start to track why things don't yeah. happen and you can kind of use it to be a bit more analytical and maybe this, this works more for the kind of data-minded people who quite like examining this stuff. But I would find it really interesting Actually, if I read my Bible in the morning, I would be more likely to fill in some of my other goals in the day. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because actually, if, if you're being if you're doing some of the other things, you're not gonna you're not gonna watch YouTube before bed. Because yeah. actually, you've done it. And actually, if you don't watch YouTube before bed for a week, you're then even less likely yeah. to do it again. It's getting like, rid of oh, them. Oh, well, I've got I've done um, I've done seven days. I can do eight. Yeah. I also think, just for me, if I do something and it makes me feel better or it makes my day better. Um, so if I spend that time with Jesus, um, then I can see the impact on my life. Then I'm more likely to do it again. So I think just having a go at some of this stuff, maybe um, mm. reading a book about the Bible or reading the Bible, you know, um, or listening to podcasts, then recognising the impact that can have, what it's done for your day, your week, your month, then you're going to carry it on. Mm. And sharing you, that with people. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Michael? Practically, what can Practically. you do? Well, so we've like touched on building in time Mm. even though we're busy so I think if you are able to find a time I know with students especially not having like a stable job that's like I get up at this Mm. time and then I go to home at this time you've got like random hours but if you could within each day find a time where Mm. I can enter a space with God I can have this time however much time you need and then I can leave this time intentionally um, try and find that even straight after listening to this like okay on monday i've got this free period let me just like find a prayer on your phone like you have an app that's just just a simple prayer that like helps you just to whatever helps you to enter that space um yeah yeah. have something that you can do so um i think what makes us struggle a lot is we think i'm going to read the bible now what should i read should i open it at a random psalm i don't know if you have a um A a plan um come speak to us we'll help you out but something that you're doing that actually has a focus mm. that you're thinking oh I wonder what happened from that bit yesterday today you know mm. Jack what do you think practically you would do um, so, or advice that you have yeah so I think um we were talking about this earlier Louise about putting a kind of space in so like we I mean when I spoke about Sabbath last term I talked about God making a, a time holy rather than a space holy so most religions will have a space that is holy Whereas God, the first thing he made holy was the Sabbath day. He made a time holy. Anyone can access a time. Mm. But space is really important too. So if you associate 
I mean, it's like what you were saying earlier about different rooms. You go, you go into your bedroom to sleep mm-hmm. and you go into your yeah. kitchen to cook. And if you know that you're going to go into, you know, I mean, I, try, I mean, and, and it doesn't always work. So I, I have a chair in my bedroom that I was like, at the start, mm. like, this is going to be where yeah. I read my Bible. And then that chair became the wardrobe. And yeah. so, you know, that's where my clothes <laughs> so get trapped changes. On. So it changes. But actually having a space where you can say, this is where I'm going to read my Bible. I mean, and actually it's so much better than sitting on the edge of your bed and doing it. If you yeah. sit in a chair or like on a table even with it open, yeah. there's, there's, there's a bit of a body posture, a bit of a body mm. language that says this is now time for you rather than I'm kind of just out of bed and yeah. I'm reading my Bible. And actually so many great conversations came out of me reading my Bible in the kitchen because yeah. flatmates would come in and they'd go, oh, what are you reading? And I'd go, the word of the Lord! <laughs> That's interesting. Come I read. know one of our old students, Eliza, had... Um, obviously you don't have very much space in a uni flat you have your bedroom really and then the kitchen if you want but she had created this space that was where she would spend time with Jesus that was really close to her bed so all she had to do was just step out of it in the mornings feel really refreshed and then she would kneel down I think and um, light a candle because um, that's what she was like she <laughs> I probably probably have a plant there or something but yeah. um, and she would just that would be her place and I think whatever space you have available you can do that. And I also know this other lady that I um, I know from home and she would, on her commute to work, she would um, stop at, I think she would stop at a field or something and she would read her Bible for an hour. So she'd leave really early to work. She'd go to this place, read her Bible and then go off to work. Wow, that's um, committed. That's cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, don't feel limited by the fact that I only have a kitchen and a bedroom. Yeah. You can make a space within your bedroom that's like, the, uh, a corner of the just room. Just a chair. Just a yeah, chair. You sit every day. And that's, that, is, that is your space. Yeah. Um, Using it is what makes it special, mm. not making it look special. Mm. Like, I think we can yeah. be caught up by saying, well, it's got fabric and fairy lights, and so Jesus is here. Yeah. Like, I went to Catholic school. Every single corner, there was a corner with fabric <laughs> draped down with fairy lights and a big statue of Mary, and that was a special And did place. everyone use it? Uh, I mean, we'd have to turn to it to pray to Mary, so technically, yeah. <laughs> um, Incredible. In Welsh. But... We don't. It doesn't have. It can't yeah. just be a chair. It can just be a spot at your kitchen table. It's it's using it repetitively mm. and making that the space where you have the habit of prioritizing and intentionally using it to be still. That's what makes it yeah. rather than uh, this is Instagrammable. Mm. And I really think we've touched on something that's quite important when we say if that thing changes, if that space changes, if the way you read the Bible and spend time with Jesus changes, that's okay. And actually, isn't that isn't that sometimes a good thing? Yeah. It's growth, hopefully. It's not a fail because suddenly this chair you love to sit in becomes <laughs> your has wardrobe. Four coats, yeah. <laughs> like that's okay. Find somewhere else. Yeah. It's not a fail. Great. Let us know your thoughts. I don't really know the best way to do that. I don't know how. I don't know how to end works. this, but yeah, um, we're really excited for Life Lex next week. <laughs> Jack's gonna speak. I am. You just said Life Lex week. Life Lex next week. Not sponsored by Next. Wish it was. As you know, I'm not going to be here next week again. So can you <laughs> tell me? <laughs> Devastating. Um, can you tell me what I'm going to miss next week so I can have FOMO? You're going to miss Jack talking to us. What is Jack talking to us about? I love these questions as if, as if we're waiting for me to say something. Basically, I was. I, was. <laughs> I know you were. Uh, basically, I'm talking about, uh, so it's called masks. It's looking at how we relate to people. Um, it's looking at how we can easily present ourselves in a different way to how we actually are um, and how we can prioritise relationships with people over um, pretending to be something we're not. 
So it's about authenticity, it's mm. about honesty and vulnerability, but it's also about um, getting on with people you live with. So uh, I'll be touching on uni houses. I think that's o- often a big issue is mm. relationships within uni houses, maybe because we don't intentionally spend time with them, yeah. but also uh, looking at how we relate to our family, to people on our courses. Basically, it's going to be a bit of a hot mess, but I'm going to love it. It's going to be great, and I actually think... Um it's stuff we can really implement into our lives and it might be really painful. Some of the stuff that Jack is going to say might hit us hard, but that means it's true, right? I'm also bringing my baseball bat. He might hit you hard. I don't think we can put that on the podcast, (laughs) but I think I'm gonna. (laughs) Great. Well, we'll see you next week. See you on Tuesday. Funky intro, outro song. We need like like a fun like way of saying goodbye. See you in the afterlife. <laughs> See you in the afterlife. <laughs> Sounds a bit like ancient Egypt weirdness. <laughs> See you in the next life. <laughs> I'm going to mummify you and put you in a canopic jar made by a year three kid. I think this is afterlife, so I think it's see you in the next life. See you in the next life. See you at the next life. <laughs> I wish you could see Michael's hand right now see when he does life. that. Yeah. If you all just put your put your finger in the air and then go see you at the next life and just turn it over. In From the, the campest right. way you've ever seen. Next life. Yeah, cool. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Bye. <laughs>